If you'll take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, we're going to look at a a pretty familiar story. Uh, Jesus had um, been doing some great ministry, and he tells his disciples to get in the boat and and, and go the other side. Uh, He finishes up, and when he gets through ministering, uh, he goes and prays for some um, long period of time along with God the Father, and he's spending time in that intimacy with him. And in the process, night has really come, and it's dark, and the disciples in a boat on the on the sea, and there's a, uh, the wind gets up, the, the waves are tossing the boat back and forth, and they become uh, un, uncertain and a little unnerved, even though these were fishermen, and uh, they just kind of were wondering what was going on, the heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, they see a sight they cannot understand, and it terrifies them. They see Jesus coming to them on the water. And because these men are, are veterans of the sea, they've never seen anyone walk on the water. <laughs> they thought the first thing that came to their mind was, we are looking at a ghost. And the Bible says they were terrified I don't know about you, but if I was in the boat in the middle of a sea and it was dark and the wind was kind of howling and the waves were, were, were kind of wild and, and I saw someone walking on the water, I would be terrified too because I would think that's something I don't understand. I don't know what it is. The possibility of the impossible is about to take place in their lives. And I want to say this, not just in their lives, it happened 2,000 years ago, but also in our lives today, God wants us to experience the possibility of the impossible. We hear this word faith a lot. Got to have faith, got to believe. We say it, I'm not sure we always understand how it works or even why it works. We just say we have faith. People say, if you believe hard enough, if you have enough faith, these things will happen. Is that true? Got to have enough faith for certain things to happen? The impossible happens if you have three-fourths of faith you should have, or half the faith you should have, or is that how it works? The truth is, that's how we think it works. People will say all the time, you just got to believe. If you believe enough, if you believe enough this is what will happen. My daughter, one of my daughters, uh, went to a conference in California. It was a big uh, positive thinking, you know, success-oriented conference. The guy's very popular. He's written several books. And a lot of companies send their employees to hear him talk about how to be successful. Uh, they pay a lot of money. And this guy just keeps saying the same stuff. You know, positive thinking and, 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 and you know, uh, if, you, if you can see it, you can achieve it. And if you, you know, believe, you achieve and, and these kind of things. And so one of the things they do, one of the big things of the event is, and I'm talking like 30,000 people come to this thing, uh, at, uh, at, at about, at about $1,500 a head. So no one of this guy's believing, okay? He's doing pretty good. He's got them people believing He's right. So they're showing up, and one of the things they do uh, on the second night after he's talking about believing and, and you know, you got to believe, you got to believe, you got to believe, 
And, and, and so he says, here's what you do. You're, you're gonna, if you believe, you're going to walk across a hot bed of coals. And it won't hurt you if you believe. It won't burn you if you believe. Now, this is pretty interesting because I'm not a science major, but I know if you step on hot coals, they're going to burn your feet. Hey, I, I know that. Uh, well, my daughter calls me and she's calling and said, look, tonight's the night we're supposed to walk on this. I'm going to do what? Yeah, everybody's, you know, everybody, the office, they, get, they, they carried a bunch of people from Atlanta down there. And, 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 and people stand around. Thousands stand around to watch people walk on a bed of coals. And they're cheering. And, and she said, so it'll be my turn in a minute. I said, you're going to do what? I thought you took after your mom. Evidently, you took after me. You're going to walk on those coals, aren't you? And so uh, she says, well, you know, everybody's doing it. And you've got to believe. And, and, and my question was, believe in what? Well, what are you believing in? But anyway, uh, she, she had to go. And so uh, the story was this, that what the thing was for all these thousands of people, If you walk on those coals, you'll walk and you won't burn your feet and you'll get to the end if you believe. I'll get back to the rest of that story in a minute. Let's get back to Jesus. Jesus is walking on the water. They see him and they're terrified. I want you to go to verse 27. They think it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Those are comforting words that we need to hear and be reminded of every day because we're living in a time of uncertainty. We're living in a time of of, uh, almost chaos around the world and in our own country. We have, a, we have a White House that's somewhat shut down and become very dysfunctional. We, we have an uncertainty about what that's going to do. And so many people today are hurting and don't know what's going to happen next week or tomorrow. We've got people that, that don't know how to plan if they're going to get paid, if they're not going to get paid. There is much going on. Their services are going to be changed. And all these things are happening And the temptation is, and the reality is, to be terrified of what's going to take place. And so, as we look at this, um, we understand a little bit of what these guys are feeling. Man, what's going on? All of a sudden, Jesus says, I'm here. Be calm. Well, you know, it's dark. They've never seen him walk on water. So they, Peter says, you got to love Peter. Peter is my hero because he just, he, he does good things and does bad things. And God just loves him anyway. Then Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, I, heard, I, mean, I know you say it's you. We, we, we kind of got the idea it's you, but it's dark and the waves. I mean, we just don't know if it's really you. If it's really you, tell me, and that's important. Tell me to come to you. 
walking on the water. Peter has just asked for the impossible. Because he's there for the first time, they're seeing somebody walk on water. These guys are fishermen. They have never seen anybody walk on water. And so they're going, Peter says, if it's really you, if it's really you, tell me to come that I may walk on the water with you. I don't know about you, but I kind of admire that, Peter. I like that. That's just pretty cool. Peter said, I think if it's you, I can walk on water. If you tell me to come. Well, here's what happens. Yes, come, Jesus said. Step out of the boat. Come on. We don't know how far it was from where Jesus was to the boat. We're not told that. But I got to tell you, if I get one foot on the water and don't sink, I've walked on water. No matter if it's a foot or a yard or 10 feet. And Peter stepped out of the boat. Look what it says here. Okay. Uh, so Peter went over the side of the boat <laughs> you got it. and walked on the water. Now, Matthew's telling this story. He said, man, I remember this is amazing. What happened? We were all watching. We were pretty much, we couldn't believe Peter did this. Just how stupid is this guy? No. But he said, he gets over, he climbs over, he gets, and he steps on the water, and he did not sink. Guys, that's impossible. And he takes another step, and he does not sink. He is walking on the water. I'm not sure we've ever really grasped the reality of this story. You've never seen this in your mind. He is not sinking. He didn't sink to his ankles. He didn't sink to his knees. He was walking on the water. And now, here's what happens. He was walking toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? You see, the, the, mis, the misconception we have is the reason that Peter was able to walk on the water was because he had a great amount of faith. And we say, you know, we can't really accomplish things beyond our ability because we don't have that kind of faith. Jesus said Peter had very little faith, actually. The possibility of the impossible. Here's what I want you to get. The possibility of accomplishing things greater than our ability does not depend on the amount of faith, but on faith in the ability of God. See, we keep saying, I can't do anything because I have no faith. I, I got, my faith needs to grow. I got to have more faith. I need more faith. no. You need to use the faith you have, whatever it may be, pointed to trusting and relying on the ability of God. That's faith. That really matters. We keep sitting around saying, well, if I had more faith, I'd do this. If I had more faith, I'd do that. That's not the issue. The issue is where you're pointing your faith. Faith is the leaning of the entire human personality upon God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, in his wisdom, and in his goodness. That's what it is. 
I come to a point where I'm just trusting him. I don't know what anybody else is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow in Congress. I don't know what's going to happen in Syria. But I have come to a point that what little faith I have, I'm laying it on Jesus. That God has somehow this covered, that he is not caught off guard, that he's not surprised. And that the the bottom line of whatever happens today is because God is good in his perfect goodness and it has a purpose for my life. The circumstances may not be favorable, the conditions may be unfair, that does not matter because God is God. I will not look at my circumstances or my conditions. I will look at the one who is greater than all the obstacles I will ever face. Here's what I want you to get the first thing. You ready? The expression of faith must have an object greater than the obstacles to the impossible. The expression of faith has to have an object greater than the things that I can't do. If not, it doesn't matter how much I believe. It ain't going to happen. Back to Christine. She is now saying, okay, I'm fixing to walk on the coals. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. But okay, Charlie, we're being encouraged. Well, you know, that's what you really want to do. And she said, what do you, you have any advice? I said, yeah, walk fast. (laughs) I mean, really walk. Walk fast. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're kind of like, you know, so she's, uh, you know, they're cheering. You, you, you got to imagine the scene. People are all fired up. And her coworkers have actually done this. And so, you know, you've gone through the process of emotionally psyching yourself up, getting fired up. And then you, you, you take her shoes off and, and uh, she walks on the coals. My question would be to her, what have you really believed in at this point? Did God tell you to walk on the coals? I don't know. God didn't tell you to walk on the coals. So his ability is not kicking in. And it is impossible to walk on the coals without getting burned. So, so you're believing in the fact that you believe, which is what many of us do. If I just believe strong enough, it's going to happen. So you're believing in belief. You're believing your, your faith's in your faith. Well, that's not good. Because your faith is not the object of what makes things happen that are impossible. It's God who makes things happen that are impossible. And we spend all our time putting our faith in our faith. I've got to have more faith. If I have more faith, I can get this done. If I have more faith, I'll accomplish this. If I have faith, this could happen. No, if God tells you he wants you to do something, he's going to bring something to your life. If he gives you direction and instruction, he will bring it about. If you will believe in him. If you will trust him. If you rely on him. Well, you know, she gets on the, and she, she does this, okay? She does this. I'll get back to her in a minute. Here's what he said to Peter. Come on. <laughs> Come join me on the top of the water. And he's going, yeah! And he, and he, can, he, and he can I see Peter? He gets out there. And you know, Peter has that personality that's like, I'm walking on the water. 
I know these guys are looking at me. They're thinking, man, he's walking on the water. He's doing it. Peter's doing pretty good because he's focused on Jesus. And then something happens. He starts looking around. He feels the wind blow against him now, and it's a little more stronger than he thought. The wind was the same as it was when he got out of the boat. It didn't change. The waves were the same, but he could feel them around him now. He couldn't necessarily, he felt the boat rock, but now he's feeling his body rock. And he's going, man, this is, and he began to look around. And here's what it says. He, he, he saw the, 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 the strong wind and the waves, and he was terrified, and he began to sink. Guys, I can't even imagine the sensation of walking on the water for a couple of steps and then realize you're sinking. I realize the sinking part, you know, if I get in the water, I sink like a rock. The sensation doing, I was walking on it for a minute, and all of a sudden the bottom fell out. The floor is gone, and you begin to sink. And Peter understands this, as he's going from on top of the water to about to be under the water, he's going, I'm going to drown. I am going to drown. He's terrified. There's two things you got to get in this expression of faith that gets you to the possibility of the impossible. First of all, you have to have revelation of truth. You got to do what God says to do. If you do something because you feel it or other people tell you, there's, that's really not faith in God. That's just faith in faith or faith in people, and those are not good enough for the impossible. Why? Because the only person that can bring about the impossible in our lives is God. No one else can do that. Peter heard Jesus say, come to me on the water. And he did. He was wise to say, you got to tell me to come. I'm not going to jump out of the boat until you tell me. That's pretty wise. Jesus said, come on. I got this. We respond to God by based on truth. He will, if he wants us to do something, he will confirm it in his word. Now, he may also affirm it with other people, coming in and confirming and identifying and testifying to the word he gave you. But basically, he's going to tell you a word. And this word comes from this book. Every once in a while, people say, well, I, I just did something because I really believed. And I said, what did, what did God tell you about it? Well, I just felt it. Oh, no, do not do that. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is based on revelation. And revelation comes from God, his word. And if he's not giving you a word, you don't need to do it. But sometimes we say, well, I think that's what I want to do. I think that's what I need to do. I think that's what I should do. What does God tell you to do? Because that's what your faith is anchored to. And so Peter got the word. Peter responded to the invitation instruction of Jesus. Step out of the boat and come to me. He did. Can I ask you a question? What is Jesus saying to you today? What is his word to you? What's he asking you to do? For some, he may be asking you to give your heart to Christ. To trust him to save you from your sin and save you for eternity. For some, he may be asking you to step out of your comfort zone and do something for the kingdom. For some, he may be saying... I want you to start tithing. 
and trust me with your money. I want you to trust me with your relationship. I want you to trust me with your job. I want you to trust me with your future. I want you to do this because I'm asking you. I'm getting you ready for the next step in your life. And until you take this step, you can't go to the next one. Until you hit this level, you will not go to the next one. So I'm asking you to respond to my instruction and invitation, the invitation to come to life, the instruction to grow in your faith and to grow in your commitment because God is the object of your faith, not people, not stuff, not conditions, not circumstances, not even your feelings, but God and God alone. And once you have heard his instruction and invitation, then there's a responsibility to truth. You hear the truth, now you got to do something with it. Peter started, he's, you know, he, he, the responsibility of the truth is to keep your eye on the truth. Because the waves of life come and the winds of adversity blow. We must say, this is what God said and I will hold on to it. You see, he kind of, he, he looked away. He took his eyes off the object of his faith. And just like Peter, we will sink just as quick as he did. And we'll go back and say, I should have had more faith. No, that wasn't it. Wasn't the amount of faith you had. It was the object of your faith. You took your eyes off God. You took your eyes off the only one that can make the impossible happen. What was once under Peter's feet was now over his head. Just like some of us. We're doing so good. Man, we're following Jesus. We got our eye on him. Looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And then we look away. We get distracted by the things of life, the things of the world, the people around us, the problems we experience. And the next thing you know, we're sinking. And then we go, oh, if I have more faith. Y'all pray that I have more faith. No. Get your eyes on Jesus. And whatever little faith you have is enough. That's what we need to hear. Now your faith will grow as you grow knowing more about him. But he takes what you have as long as you point it to him. A lot of people think I'll I'll give my heart to Christ when I have more faith. You don't need more faith. He's giving you enough faith to trust him. All you got to do is trust him. You got to focus on him. Truth is, you're trying to figure out how to save yourself with having more faith or doing good things or being a good Baptist or whatever denomination. No. You trust Christ. What are you sinking in? Fear? Ah, God's still able. He's not, he's not in trouble. He's not afraid of anything. Uncertainty? God knows the future. How about disconnect? I can't sense God. I don't even know God. Well, God's there. He's waiting. This is how it works. Well, how do I experience that rescue? Peter said, save me, save me, save me, help me, I'm drowning. The experience of grace from a loving Savior is the power we need to accomplish the impossible. That's the second point you got. The experience of grace from a loving Savior is the power we need to accomplish the impossible. Anything we do and everything we experience beyond our ability is the grace of God. It's not a, you know, our faith is how we receive the gifts of grace. But it's grace that makes the difference. You receive God's hand. 
Peter said, I'm drowning, Jesus stuck out his hand. Do you think Peter said, I don't want to take your hand? I can do it on my own. Well, that's not. Then you're missing the grace of God. And you weren't going to make it on your own. And you were going to drown. But some people think they can make it. And he said, no, take my hand, Peter. I'm giving you a lifeline. Take my hand. And Peter received the grace that Jesus offered. Did Peter deserve it? No. Doesn't matter. You come to your senses and realize, gosh, i got to get back to looking at what really matters, who really matters. And you can only you can save me. The guys in the boat can't save me. The boat can't save me. But you can save me. Save me. I'm about to drown. I'm about to go under. And, he's, and he received the hand of Christ. Grace is God's hand giving. Faith is our hand receiving. Simply put. That's it. Grace is what God gives. Faith is how we receive what God gives. And he responds to, thankfully, a little bit of faith. You rest in God's heart because he loves you. That's what we know and that's what we do. Back to Christine. She calls. Now, we're sitting there and and Sean and I are talking about this. And I'm going, you know, this is the craziest thing in the world. I can't believe people paid money to go hear this guy. You know. But I'm pulling for her. Hey, I, I want her to, you know. She's going to get a life lesson out of this. She's going to learn something that's going to be valuable the rest of her life. And I'm praying she gets it. Well, she calls and she's crying. And she says, I got off the coals. I said, good for you. Now you show good sense. That's good. She said, I was the only one that got off the coals. Okay, so I failed. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> she, she said, it hurts so bad. I said, okay. Well, you knew it would because we're hot coals. And they had just put new coals down before she walked. I'm going, I'd have, I'd have waited for at least 100 people to walk on those things first. You know, but, you know, I said, darling, it's Okay. Go get you some, uh, something to put on your feet. And remember. That was a real stupid thing. Because you believed in a guy you didn't even know. You heard him talk for a few hours. He said, but the rest of the people think I'm really weak. <laughs> they ought to think you're smart because they were really stupid. Because the next morning they're all, their feet are burned and scarred. Actually, I did some research on this. A lot of people have to go to the hospital because of third degree burns from doing this stuff. The possibility of the impossible is not in our mind. We can believe, we can achieve. It's not in our emotions. It's not in being psyched up or being fired up or being a part of it. It's about finally coming to understand the only person who ever does the impossible in our life is God. We can't even save ourselves from sin and judgment apart from God. No matter what we do, what people tell you've got to come to the one who, who died on the cross to save you from your sin. Because we could do nothing coming close to that to satisfy God. You'll never walk on the water till you step out of the boat. She's okay. 
she'll never walk on hot coals again. She learned a great lesson. But I do want her to walk by faith, and I'll tell her, you do what God tells you then. If God told you to walk on hot coals, you'll walk on them. Because he's got you covered. He's got you back. He knows the future. He's going to be with you. This other guy wasn't walking on the coals, will you? Understand the difference. True faith is trusting in God to do the impossible. Because that's the only way it ever happens. Nothing else will work. And somehow we keep believing the lie. I can do things if I have more faith, but I won't do anything yet because I don't have enough faith. So we never get anything done for the kingdom. When he said to Peter, you didn't have much faith, bud, but that's all right. I got you. Why didn't you doubt me, man? I had this. Your little faith, but it's okay. We're working on that. I'm going to be amazed to realize if God's people would just put a little bit of faith in God every day and follow him and do what he asked them to do, it would be amazing what would happen in their lives, in my life and in your life. It starts today when he asks you to do something today, to trust him, to, uh, to give him your life, to trust him with all that you are and who you are.